Welcome to That's Why Podcast with Patricia and Anna, the show where we arouse your curiosity while we dull your senses. Thank you for joining us on That's Why Podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Patricia. And today we are hanging out together. We had some dinner. Yes, Anna made some fresh spring rolls, right? Yes. It was delicious with tofu. Yes, it was vegan because we wanted to celebrate Patricia's vegetarianism. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, wait, is that a word? Let's make it one. It doesn't matter. It's cool. Today we are talking about when do we know who we are. It's yes. definitely something that we're constantly soul searching in our society. Yes. So it's very apropos, I think. And so I wanted to talk about how things that impact the brain, like concussions, you know, different scenarios that happen in your life affect your, your brain. brain. <laughs> Uh, we drink a lot before today, we, we do. Before we continue, I want to make a toast. Okay. Yes, to our 19th show. Cheers. Anna, I can't believe it. Let's Cheers. clink. Um, oh. It's been an amazing journey this Ooh. far. Oh my gosh. And you know how they say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life? Yes. I can't wait till this gets to the point where we... Oh. This is it. This is what we do. Yes. The world is alive again. Yes. But 19 is a lot. 19 is a lot. And they've been very, I've heard really good feedbacks, you know, and we embrace those of you who may have constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. We, of course, you know, that's how you learn and you grow. Mm -hmm. But for sure, we have had some great feedback on you know, everything, the quality, the content, um, our report, all that kind of stuff. So the topics, thank you guys. The yes. Research. So I want to start by asking you about the concussions abuse and the synapses change in the brain. Right. What did you research about that when, if someone had brain damage, how did that affect them? Okay. So I listened to two men that I really respect a lot. One is Dr. Ammon. And he mm-hmm. has these clinics throughout the United States. And he he's great and he's brilliant because he's brought a different perspective. If you have heart disease, you have a cardiologist look at your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have diabetes, you have a doctor monitoring your blood sugars. But when there are issues with the brain, no one looks at the actual brain. And what really happens, you know, they, a lot of assumptions are based on behavior, yet no one looks at the actual brain, like how has it it affected. So he is one that at your clinic, you go to the clinic, he does the research, and then he tells you, because a lot of our behavior can be ruled by things like a concussion. You know, you're not just acting crazy and irrational. You've had a change in your brain. Just like if you break a leg and you're limping, you can't help it. You wouldn't fault someone for Mm -hmm. having broken their leg and them not being able to walk the Mm -hmm. way they used to. But yet we have these traumas that we Mm -hmm. go through, whether it is PTSD is Mm -hmm. real, concussions, any kind of abuse, whether it was in infancy growing up or as an adult all you have to do is have one jolting experience like sadly having a one only child and having that child lost to a car accident can you imagine the trauma that your brain really does go through to to survive such an experience so and it changes certain synapses of your brain now that doesn't mean that you can't 
go back and rewire or reconnect mm-hmm. those things. And later you're going to talk about that experience that you had, but it's really just to say that we need to look deeper into the brain. And so Dr. Ammon is one of them. And then I love to listen to Andrew Huberman. He's a neuroscientist and he talks a lot about the connection because our eyes are actually part of our brain. That was trippy when you told right? me Right? I was like, oh my God. And it makes sense because your retina is in the back and then yes. the, you know, the optic nerve goes directly to your brain. But I didn't know it was a part of your brain. Right. That's... And how does your brain react? Your brain yeah. is in charge of several things in the body, right? Mm-hmm. Yet one of them is how do you alert it? about danger and when you see something i mean so much of our world is comprised of what we see Mm -hmm. and how we react to that environment whether it's people things environment climate this that or the other it was really interesting just knowing that all of these factors really play a part in our behavior Mm -hmm. right they've done studies on serial killers right yeah and we because of religion right Mm -hmm. and other things that we've been taught we thought oh that person's evil Mm -hmm. but then you dig deeper and it's funny because i grew up with people saying god doesn't make junk or god doesn't make this that or the other when you look at physiology what about a child that was born with cancer Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you going to turn that around into some religious factor or the fact that, you know, we are in this world and we have to, we suffer, we have illnesses and we have things that happen. And that is completely a separate matter from Mm -hmm. religion. Mm -hmm. So of course they have found that these serial killers have a certain type of deformity in the brain (laughs) that is outside of their control. Just like someone who might have had an accident or might have been gone to Iraq or whatever. It changes your brain and it would take a lot to get it back to the way it was. A lot of people have a lot of medical fragilities. Autism is one of them. ADD, that's all mental behaviors that we exhibit because our minds are molded or comprised in a different way that connect differently and so you wouldn't hold that against someone you wouldn't right i mean you're we i want to make this straight you're not making an excuse for serial killers exactly people please yes (laughs) you're not condoning it no not at all (laughs) and that's just an extreme (laughs) thank you anna oh my gosh i don't want people like i don't want People boycotting outside my house. But, you know, uh, that's an extreme example. But what about someone who has a behavioral issue, Mm -hmm. tendencies that they can't seem to break? And it's because your brain is Mm -hmm. wired a certain way. Mm -hmm. And we just have to reform that. Yes. And it can be done. Yes. um, But a lot of times I feel like we we feel like we're a victim of it. Instead of saying this is a situation that I can can change. Exactly. And sometimes it can be an excuse. Like, oh, like sometimes people play that victim card. Right. You know, the reason why I thought about when do we know who we are is because a couple months ago we talked about plastic surgery. And in South Korea, one in three people have had plastic surgery from the age of 19 to 29. Mm -hmm. And if you are a graduate from high school, your gift is... Eyelid surgery, Wild. nose job. In South Korea, it makes sense. That's their culture. They're used to that. And they are considered the mecca of plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Would, yeah. But what would you do if your kid wanted surgery 
at 18. If they were like, you know what? I want a nose job. I want butt implants. I want a boob job. When do you say no? Oh, absolutely. Like, how do you know you are who you are at that age? And you're right. And you're able to make that decision. I'm going to say this and it might be preemptive, but we're always evolving and changing. Remember mm-hmm. we were talking about that. And so even at 50, almost 52, I don't think I'm going to be the same exact person that I'm going to be at 62. Right. Because so much experience that I would have gained from here to then. Mm -hmm. So let alone someone who's 18. So to answer your question, having children myself, I think I would have to know so many things. And I wonder if, you know, Koreans, how did this even start? You know what I mean? Because I would be like, okay, What's your motivation for doing it? Mm -hmm. What is your ultimate goal? Is it going to harm you in the long run? Like all these questions I would want to ask and say, okay, let's see how this all cumulatively adds up and then we'll make the decision from there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But I don't think it's a terrible thing because we can't, I don't feel like something like that should be necessarily scrutinized because it's a cultural thing and I don't know that it does that much harm. You know, I am very pro plastic surgery because mm-hmm. I feel like our body is something to be decorated. So I, I when I see people with tattoos, I love it. Piercings. Mm-hmm. I think you like that shit. I no, do. I, love, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Yo, that's hot. Some people wear it very right? well. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm going to just, I mean, well, actually there was this condition. I just thought about this. I'm going off a tangent. Okay. But there were, there's this thing where people don't want their limbs and they don't want it. They want to have surgery to take it off. And that's like a mental thing where they wow. say, you know what? My leg doesn't need to be here. And they'll even bind their leg so they are What? The, yes, they don't want Anna, it. Anna, you're blowing my mind. Yes. I, guys, but- I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. But see, how do you know? Because they're removing something that's yes. supposed to be beneficial right. to their body. Right. And it's supposed to be natural. You yes. know what's funny about our society? What? We shun so much the supposedly, right? Let, you, you know, if you got big breasts, be proud mm-hmm. of it. Your nose is thicker, be proud of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yet we color our hair. Yes. We do so, we tan. Yes. There's so many things we that we makeup. do. Yes, we yes. wear makeup. Uh-huh. We're constantly altering mm-hmm. in some form or another our natural state. Yes. We're shaving. Yes. You know. We don't need to shave mm-hmm. before, you know, hygiene purposes or even our partners don't, might exactly. not like that <laughs> You know, You're like we- a little bush. A little bush. <laughs> Where does it stop? You know, we have braces. Right, right. Why don't you leave your crooked teeth yes, the way they are? Exactly. If you want things to be, if you want to respect our natural state. So it's funny how we're hypocritical on some things, mm-hmm. but then other things are okay. And it's what we have decided as a society mm-hmm. that will accept. Mm-hmm. Crooked teeth don't necessarily really harm you. You can still chew and mm-hmm. eat, right? But it's an aesthetic thing, right? Yep. And so, but why is that okay? And Not. saying, you know what? I'm going to alter, whether it's my nose, whether it's my lips, yep. whether it's my hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I protect my nails with uh, acrylic overlay and mm-hmm. I paint my nails. Mm-hmm. My nails are naturally green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. We're constantly decorating ourselves in yes. one way or another. So True. that really does pose the question, when is it extreme and why? Mm-hmm. And why is that okay versus something else? I think when people think about surgery at 18, that is scary because you're like, you're just a kid. Mm-hmm. And 
What I feel is if it's your money and your time, do it. Yes. If it's your parents' money or someone else's money, then you have to reconsider because that's affecting someone else's finances Mm -hmm. too, you know? Okay. But if you're an adult and you have the money and you want to get surgery, go do it. I agree. that guy that wants to be like Ken, you know, he has all of the the cheek implants, the bicep implants. Mm -hmm. He wants to look like Ken the Barbie doll. I don't care. Yeah. Absolutely. Or even those, you know, the people... They put like the little horns. horns. Yes, I've seen those. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'll do whatever you want to. Whatever your floats body. your boat. Mm-hmm. As long as like, you know, you're a decent person. If I'm walking behind you and you're opening the door, you don't slam it in my face. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't be an ass. Don't be an ass. But exactly. whatever you do within your bubble, mm-hmm. in your world, I- I'm good with. And if you're good and if it makes you a better human being to live yes. on this planet, go for yours. And I mean, but where do we stop? between plastic surgery to 19-year-olds versus other things? What do you think? Like, how young could the person be to start changing themselves? Oh, that's right. Well, last month was transgender or LGBTQ, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that topic did come up, the Mm -hmm. whole transgender thing. And I saw a couple that was allowing their 8-year-old child to transition because they felt that they were transgender. Really, in my opinion, you know, I have... Friends and uh, I have some family of just all backgrounds. But I do feel as a mom that you allowing your child to make such a decision, a, a decision that is just, it's not that there's no going back, mm-hmm. but it is going to be a completely different world for them. Mm-hmm. And they're too young to make that decision. You wouldn't make, you wouldn't allow them to make a decision about driving. You wouldn't allow them to make a decision other serious decisions and yet them feeling like let's say if it's a female feeling like a boy Mm -hmm. for you to allow them to make the decision to change their gender i think it's a little bit soon Mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with it just be sure just like i wouldn't encourage a 15 year old or be okay with a 15 year old getting married and starting a family so young there are things that you're just as we know your frontal lobe is not even developed till what your latter 20s -hmm. so to allow an eight-year-old or even a 15-year-old or even an 18-year-old to make those decisions, even though technically in this country, an 18-year-old is an adult. It's just too much. Just like I wouldn't allow my son at 18 to make decisions about my mortgage mm-hmm. or to make decisions about where we would live. Mm-hmm. or to, You know what I mean? Serious things that impact your life and you changing your gender is a big, big, big step. It's, it's a big commitment. Yes. I think. What do you think? Yes. I think it's a very big step, but... I don't have children, so I can't imagine how it would feel like to have a child feel lost in their own body. I think that would be detrimental to their mental health. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to see from their perspective. However, I don't think that children, because let's be honest, they are children, have that capacity, the mental capacity to make that decision. Mm -hmm. They might feel like they are a boy or girl. That's fine. Do Mm -hmm. it grow your hair long I'll put you in dresses I'll buy you all the dolls that you want your name can be a girl name if you want to but the surgery the uh, hormone inhibitors that is where I'm like ooh that is changing everything about you Mm -hmm. but on the other side when people are gay they are gay you can't choose to be gay you are who you are right in that aspect so that's where I'm torn because if you're gay and you're born gay 
I accept that. I, I have no questions about that at all. Right. But then when someone says, I want to be a boy or I want to be a girl and they're eight years old, that's where I draw the line. It's like, why is that? Is it because it's a physical change? If one of my children was gay and they're 14 and they know it, they've been knowing it, I've been knowing it, but they want to have sex. Another, girl, another, whatever. yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, at that, at that junction, if my son was gay and he wanted to have sex with another boy... I would be opposed to them having sex, not because it's another boy, but because of They're the responsibility of sex at 14. Yes. You understand? And and sometimes we, in order for us to get away with the things that we want, we try to justify. And if his rebuttal would be, well, you just don't want me to do it because I'm gay. No, mm. it's because I know what sex is like mm-hmm. and I know what it can implicate you in the sense of responsibility and the attachment and all the things that comes with it. Don't get it twisted. So the same thing with an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Make that decision at least even when you're 21 because not even when you're yeah. 18. Try to wait and try to find other ways of being able to understand and accept yourself for Mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? That's Mm -hmm. another thing. We're constantly contradicting ourselves. So if someone's big or they're overweight, Mm -hmm. they're like, self-love. Love yourself just the way you are. Don't change a thing. And yet, you know, if you wanted to transition, you're not okay. You have to chop everything. No. You know, wear the clothes. Live the life that can get you as close to it before you make a final decision, Mm -hmm. is what I say. Don't not do it, but do it in good timing because you do have to be mentally prepared. Mm -hmm. That brings up a point. Um, I forgot her name, but she's that fitness lady. And I'm really bad with names. Jillian Michaels? Oh, yes. Oh, snap, Anna. Are oh, snap. I'm going to pour cow. myself a drink. <laughs> okay. That's because we're feeling happy, people. <laughs> Let's drink that. Ooh, I'll drink to that. No, oh, I'm my gosh. Kidding. You're okay. psychic. <laughs> we but- did that earlier to something, right? <laughs> I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, 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 snap. I'm sorry, audience. That comes out once in a while. I'm so happy you're not here to see that. Okay, go ahead. Julian um, Michael. Julian Michael. Okay. She was being interviewed. <laughs> I forgot who. Um, but she was talking about Lizzie, Lizzo. And they said, what do you think about Lizzo? And what? she says, Lizzo, the, the rapper, she's a bigger girl. She raps mm. and sings. And she's... Okay. And so she was like, you know, what do you think about Lizzo? And Jillian Michaels was like, oh, yeah. Like, I love her music. But they were talking about her weight. And she says, mm. why are we talking about Lizzo's weight? We need to be talking about her music. She's like, because I'll tell you what, obesity will be the starter of heart disease, yes, diabetes, all of this, you know, all of those things. Right. And then there was a lot of pushback. People were like, how dare you say that? Because we should have the self-love, mm-hmm. body positivity. Right. And Jillian Michaels is like, I'm looking at it at the health perspective. Absolutely. I love Lizzo's music. I yes. love who she is. I love her, you know, empowering messages. Right. But on the scale of health <coughs> excuse me oh that's okay <laughs> excuse me audience okay. on the scale of health that's where yeah yes. she needs to lose weight da, 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 da. so it's like we we can be judgmental to a point and i am overweight mm-hmm. i'm 150 pounds i'm 411 that's fat that's mm-hmm. considered fat right. i'm obese but when people look at me, they're like, oh, you look fine. You look fine. Right. And my energy is fine. I feel healthy, but I'm fat. So yes, I know that I need to lose weight. 
And I can't stand here and be like, I'm wonderful the way I am. Mm-hmm. I can always improve myself. I can always eat less Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, those spring <laughs> rolls were so good. Although oh, good. those spring rolls were healthy, but... Yes. <laughs> I, I am so there with you, Anna. I'm overweight as well. Do you know that I think it's 72% of Americans are overweight? Ooh, 72%. I and I think it's 40-something that's obese. Oh. So, yes, I love me who I am. Mm-hmm. My body is not necessarily who I am. Mm-hmm. I think what I am able to contain in my brain, the way I treat people, how I speak, mm-hmm. all that, all those things define me in addition to all the experiences I've had, right? Great. Mm-hmm. But I've, mm-hmm. I've lost 10 pounds. I gained seven. I'm always up and down. One thing I've definitely noticed is the quality of life in the aspect of even something as simple as I'm sitting down and I bend over to tie my shoes. My big belly is not in the way because it's gone down. That makes sense. It's not gone, but it's gone down enough where I can feel. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tell me that if you're 50, 60 pounds overweight, Mm -hmm. you getting up, having stamina, moving this, that, or the other. So it's not about loving yourself and knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. It is about health. Mm -hmm. Yet again... Why is that okay and something else isn't? And with the, you know, the transgender topic, there was a study that had 7,900 people that had the gender affirming surgery and 77 people regretted it. So that ends up being 1% of the people who did do the surgery regretted that. Do you think that's a high number? Do you think the media has made it sound like people will regret it and it's a terrible thing to do or, you know? I don't think it's a high number. So if I can use a comparison like COVID, people were saying things like, if you had 10 Skittles and you knew one was poison, you wouldn't take any chances because you had even a 1% chance out of the 10. Sometimes you have to weigh your factors and say, okay, that's enough of a number to at least not dive into something blindly mm-hmm. and just make a decision because you feel mm-hmm. a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because if there's something we know about feelings mm-hmm. is they can change. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that, again, if you you most likely were born that way and that may not change, mm-hmm. yet to make such a drastic change at such a young age... That can happen. Mm -hmm. Give yourself enough time. It's like we talk about love. Mm -hmm. If that was really something that you wanted to do or this person was meant for you, don't rush into Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. Take the time. Do the research. Work on yourself. You're not going to tell me that mentally Mm -hmm. that doesn't require a lot of therapy to understand that you're changing what you were born with. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing. Even when someone loses a limb Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, even if it's something that you want, mm-hmm. you still need to prepare mentally. Here, here. Oh, yes. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Cheers to the transgender community and everybody. We Yay. love you. Mm. And if you want to know what we're drinking, oh, it's yes. Costco margarita. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's pre-mixed. Gold tequila. I love it's it. so good. <laughs> It really is. You know, okay. um, a couple of years ago, I got into a car accident and Peter and I had a concussion. So for about one and a half years, I was just angry. That was the only emotion that I had. I went to the doctor and he was like, well, you have PTSD. And I said, how do I have PTSD? I drive. 
I'm not afraid of the intersection where the car accident happened. Right. And he said, your brain protected itself by shutting down the emotions to cope with the trauma. And that's why the only emotion that came out was anger. Fascinating. Yeah. So about a year after the accident, I told Peter, I said, you know what? If I am grouchy like this in another year, leave my ass. Like, save yourself. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Save yourself. I'm save crazy. yourself. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And it was... He me. loves you so... He's oh, a great guy. I Peter's know. a great guy. I, I, I oh, think the world of him. You know that. He's wonderful. So... <laughs> and I know. I feel so lucky. He, he can have someone better, but I feel like... Oh, no. Seriously. No, girl. <laughs> you like, know oh, what? He's there for a reason. Okay. He's here for a better reason. Better be. Than mother. <laughs> okay. But then... A year and a half later, after the accident, I am driving. And, of course, I have road rage all these times, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm driving, and this car in this intersection goes in my lane. And it's the same intersection where the car accident happened. So, I get on the Woo! freeway, and I'm, like, so pissed. And, I, you know, we're speeding 80 miles an hour. I right. cut in front of this person, and I slam from 80 down to 30. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tires screeching and everything. And at that moment, I did not care if I died or if that person died because I was so enraged. So I go home and I'm sitting there and I'm like, motherfucker. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think that was my friend because we left the salon together and she was driving home. And I was like, oh shit. Holy crime. So I called my friend Emily and I went like, Emily, did I just have road rage on you? And she was so sweet. And she was like, it was my fault. I smashed you in your lane. And that was the intersection you had the, you know, the car accident in. That's incredible. And ever since then, my road rage is gone. Isn't that crazy? Yes, it is crazy. And when people say like, drive like your family and friends are around you, that happens. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. You know what, that, if you were to just have that thought, absolutely, that would make the world of a difference. The funny thing is, we're so quick to judge others, Mm -hmm. but when we want to cut someone off or get in, we want all the compassion and understanding in the world. Exactly. Right? So we want, we like to dish it, but we don't, we don't want to take it. Yes. You change your brain. I changed my brain because. Without drugs, mm -hmm. without therapy, without any surgery. Because you had a mean concussion when you had the accident. I did. And of course I meditated, but that rage really went away after that happened to her. And we're still friends. The love that she has for me, I'm like, wow. I remember that. Every time Mm -hmm. I'm in the car or if I feel a little bit hot from like a person driving stupid, I think (laughs) of Emily and I'm like, oh my God, she is the most amazing, impressive person. So yeah. Yeah. There was something that you were going to mention. I remember you said that there was this Asian guy, right? That lived in the Dominican. Yes. Um, yes. And then, I mean, cause like if, when I saw him, I automatically assumed it's just some Asian guy. Right. But then he's speaking Spanish and I'm so, like, what the hell? Yes. Yes. And that's another thing about how do you know who you are? What does that even mean? First of all, not only are we always evolving physiologically, but were we saying that, you know, your cells replenish every so often, Mm -hmm. you get a new set of cells. Your body is an amazing machine that's able to replenish itself. Mm -hmm. In addition to your wisdom, your experience, all of those things shape 
who you are, the people that you've been in mm-hmm. contact with, the experiences that you had. So when you, let's say we talked earlier, right, mm-hmm. about let's say you're a black person that was born and you were adopted by a white family. And what yeah. does that say about you? Like, how do you identify just like a transgender person that physically was born as a female, but they feel male. I'm sorry. Okay. Remember Dave Chappelle? And he was like, what? remember, wasn't Dave Chappelle like part of the KKK? And then he Oh, was yes! Like, I'm in sorry. the Dale Chappelle show. And then when he unveiled himself. And they were like, he's what black. On one of the segments, I don't know if it was just the segment or one of the segments, but he's like, he married a white woman that didn't know, I guess, that he, but when he found out that she was white, he left her because she loved black people. Oh my God. Get it? Oh, you see the dichotomy there? That's hilarious. Anyway, okay. I'm so sorry you said that. <laughs> Sorry, people, we're a little buzzed. But listen, the point is that how do you know who you are, mm-hmm. right? You have someone who was born physically a male and they feel like a female. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing can be said for a black child mm-hmm. who was born, because that's more typical. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. That's more typical when a black child is adopted by a white family. I very rarely see a white child adopted into a black family, never- right? That does That happens, but it's not as frequent as... Mm-hmm. So what if that child, despite what it sees in the mirror, if they feel right, like mm-hmm. part of that white culture, yes, um, the way that they talk, the things they listen to, that's something to be considered. It's not something to be shunned. A black person that feels like they're white would, would be called an Uncle Tom, you know? Yeah. So knowing who you are, what does that all mean? So this Japanese guy, okay. he's the chef, and he has a restaurant in Providence, Rhode Island. I have been dying to go there. They call him El Ninja, the ninja, <laughs> El in Spanish. Why? This guy is first-generation Dominican from Japanese parents, right? And he was he was a chef in Miami. Mm-hmm. He's got an amazing following. He's on Instagram. Please look him up. But it is so trippy in my brain to see this man who looks completely Asian, oh Japanese. God, so weird. Right? Because you yes. saw the same thing. And he talks just like a Dominican. He's Dominican. Yes. He is Dominican. It doesn't matter what the package looks like. In his heart and in his mind, he is Dominican. Just as Dominican as anybody else, right? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? The way he talks, the food he eats, Mm -hmm. the language he speaks, the culture, the music, the people, the country. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, I guess, at the end of the day, what does the package look like? Exactly. How do you feel inside? Mm -hmm. Do you respect and love that part of yourself? Because let me tell you, he he embraces it and he celebrates it. So just so you guys know, anybody out there, El Ninja... And he, I was trying to get the address. He's at 1007 Broad Street, Providence, Rhode Island. This man fuses. He's got Asian fusion restaurant, Mm. which means he fuses Latin and Asian. And you have got to subscribe. So really, I think his page is L-E-L underscore Ninja. And it's just amazing. I wonder how you fuse. Because I myself, Anna, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact, you fall into the same category. I was me. I'm the first generation born in the United States. Oh, 
Me too. You too, girl. That's right. Uh-huh. And you consider yourself an American. American. Uh-huh. I was like, is this a Yo, this is a like, test. Is a- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a test. Um, and, and at the same time, you honor, celebrate, and are very proud mm-hmm. of your background. How do you fuse the two? With my Asian heritage? Yes. And you're American, right? The thing that I don't agree with the Asian heritage, I'd say the only thing I don't agree, is they... I mean, it is good practice. We are told that we have to respect our elders. Mm -hmm. But in my point of view, age doesn't match wisdom. You know, we talked about that. Absolutely. Wisdom does not come with age. So Mm -hmm. if I see someone who's older than me and they're an asshole... Even though they're my elder. I've been a fool. Yes. That, so that is the part that I disagree with the Asian culture. But everything else I do love and embrace. Like you you are supposed to honor your family. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to have pride. But mm-hmm. not prideful. Right. Know? That makes um, it. That's yes. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Big difference. So I think. And Asians really strive to better themselves with each generation whether we are in Asia or we're in America or any other country, I notice like every generation, they always want their kids to do better than yes. than they did. Yes. Uh, so I like that because they, but I don't like the encouraging way that they do it because mm. I guess it's not encouraging. It's more like a demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I see their point of view. And I remember you said that your mom was like, what did she say? Chinese people don't have feelings. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, why would you say such a thing? And I was yes. like, that's true. <laughs> it's true. You know? oh, they come across that way. They're very, you know, it's funny how when some cultures are stoic, they're, they're mm-hmm. right they're mm-hmm. accused yes. of not having feelings when in fact they're trying to suppress those feelings mm-hmm. and not let that get in the way yeah. of whatever ultimate goal yep. they're trying to reach and then there's a japanese saying that says like if you see a hammer or i mean i'm sorry if you see a nail sticking up you hammer it down so they don't really accept i mean japanese culture they do accept the individualism to an extent with like art or music mm-hmm. and food you know you okay. see a lot of the avant-garde type of fashion but when it comes to work and school mm-hmm. it there's a big suicide there because if people don't get the job that they wanted or they don't get the school that they wanted suicide is high in japan because what? of because of the of the whole like the I pressure said, the pressure yeah and the demand from up. their parents, you need to be this way. And so. that poses the question about how do you know who you are? Mm-hmm. How do you know who you are mm-hmm. outside of the outside influences mm-hmm. and the pressures of your parents, exactly. your religion, your society, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, whomever you respect mm-hmm. and hold in high regard and what you think they think of you? At the end of the day, uh, and I have, that's why our quote for the day is so apropos i love it but it's really important to know who you are for yourself Mm -hmm. versus having molded yourself for other people and their influences i think we have to and i think we're headed in a good direction that way i think we have more awareness than ever about and people celebrate and embrace finding themselves Mm -hmm. it's one of the biggest things that we do in our society today, would you agree? Absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And I 
used to tell people like, oh, I wish that I grew up in the 70s because it's all about like free love. And yeah, just, yeah. You know. And sex. And sex. <laughs> sex and drugs. And, yeah, exactly. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yes. Yo. Yeah, for sure. And then when I was talking to my niece about it, I was like, oh, I love the 70s. And she was like, you know what? I wouldn't want to be in any time than now because now huh. there is there is a lot of progression and those changes happened before us. Mm. So it's just allowing us to still, once again, evolve a little bit more. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's true. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. But I, I like the freedom, the ability just to do whatever you want to. And, mm-hmm. and we're not against... Just letting you guys know, we're not against plastic surgery. If you want to be, you know, if you're right. transgender, do it. Do yes, the therapy. absolutely. Do whatever you want to. Don't get it twisted. Yes. yes. But you can always change the physical side. Mm-hmm. That can always change. But can you change yes. your inside? Absolutely. Who you are. Who and what does that mean? Yes. And that is something that everybody has to determine mm-hmm. for themselves. Yes. So what is our quote of the day yes and i hope that people appreciate how um oh dear where did i i, lost I wrote it, it on the word document here Remember? it's right here oh okay <laughs> um i've had way uh too many margaritas okay so the quote of the day is in reality other people liking you is a bonus but liking yourself is the real prize. I love that. I love that. And I can attest to that myself. And I think that most people can say that. Um, and you know what? And I've noticed that no matter how much success people have had, what economic status they come from, what culture, what anything, we all have been there at one point or another. Exactly. With wanting to accept ourselves. So. And I forgot to do our outro, so I'm just going to add it now. <laughs> what, what? If you would like to be a part of our show, <laughs> we would love to hear from you. <laughs> Ask us questions and share your story. I'm sorry, let's do that again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We will give you our unfiltered, unprofessional, unqualified advice. Record an audio clip on your phone and send it into that's why show at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at That's Why Show. And please subscribe, follow, and write us a review. And if you don't have time to write us a review, give us five stars on Apple. I would love it. Listen, and if you don't feel like, do what you feel, (laughs) but at least four, my goodness. But if you don't do it, we will shame you. (laughs) And as always, peace, love, and dark chocolate. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.